Currently in Lynchburg, 47 degrees, 46 in Bedford, 44 in Roanoke and Salem, 46 in Danville, 46 in Amherst, and 47 in Appomattox. And currently 62 degrees here in the studio. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Which is better than the 90 that we had the oh time we gosh. left. We're like usually one way or the other. You're welcome, Ginger, because it's been really hot in here before yeah, it so uh, it's not too bad today we're talking with ginger berg she's our uh last interview for amherst county school board there's a lot of folks running for the school board in amherst welcome thank you so much it's a pleasure to be here now uh unlike some of the other folks we've interviewed uh you are currently serving on Am- amherst county Yes, I'm serving my first term currently as school board at large, so I encompass the entire county of Amherst, not just one district. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's your your area. So everybody is going to be voting on that. It's yes, not just the one. Got it. Okay, so let's talk about your experience uh, being on the Amherst County School Board. Uh, what did you learn, and what are your takeaways with that? Well, there's a big learning curve when you first get on the board. When you run, you have all these great ideas of everything you're going to accomplish. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And then you get then there. reality sits in. <laughs> reality yeah. kind of doesn't just set in. It kicks you in the butt. Right. It really, you know, you well, get upset. And let's throw a pandemic in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I came in right when COVID was coming in. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, I am so pleased to say that we were able to keep the school opened during that time. Oh, good. Um, we were one of the very few schools in the area that, even in the nation, that was able to stay open. But we still have a learning loss, but not as bad, I don't think, as it would have been. So let's talk about that. Was was that a big fight? I mean, is that something you really had to fight for? Or was the, the board as a whole pretty pretty unified with that? Um, the board as a whole was pretty unified with keeping our schools opened. Good. We have a lot of working first responders with you know nurses and things like that they had to get to work a lot of issues with daycare so we actually had some daycare programs even in the school to help our parents and keep our schools opened okay all right um why do you think it's important to um because a lot of people will look at the school board and they're like oh you know it's a school board Do, do they really do anything why is it important that people care about those school board appointments Well, I don't think people realize everything that we actually do deal with. Um, Speaking for myself, being on the board, I have dealt with, you know, just discipline issues with the students, you know, gang issues with our students, Um, dealing with the police department. um, I know during my term, I actually had kiddie porn sent to me from one of our students and I had to take it to the police. and. Sure track down who that student was Mm -hmm. and make sure the deputies went to the home, notify the parents, take care of everything. Um, We deal a lot with mental health, um, deal with our budget. I was actually able to bring in a program for Amherst County where when when we provide special services for our students like speech, OT, PT, um, giving kids their medication every day. We're actually now able to bill Medicaid for that if that student is on Medicaid or Medicaid expansion, mm. which is bringing our state tax dollars back home to work for us right. and saving our school tax dollars mm-hmm. to actually go towards education. Right, right. So so let's talk about, um, I, I want to I bring this up because I think, I think it's important that people understand. And I, I actually picked up the phone and called you. 
mm-hmm. about uh, when Youngkin was sending out the things to the schools to have uh, the school board sign on to his his policies. And the thing that people were talking about a lot was, you know, parents want to be they need to be able to weigh in on a children's education and that type of thing, which I don't think anybody argues with that. Mm-hmm. But there were some things in that policy that you did not agree with because you're one of those people that goes through things with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, uh, I'm one of those strange people that actually enjoy looking at policy <laughs> and, re- and reading through it. And so why were you not 100 percent on board? A lot of it you were on board. Well, with. first of all, I actually worked for now Governor Youngkin. Right. I worked on his campaign. Yeah paid staff right um really really supported him i actually told him during the election or the convention process that this is all going to come down to education mm-hmm. and he actually laughed at me oh yeah <laughs> didn't believe me but it actually did come down to yeah. education it, 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 it did because that that was the misstep for yeah, sure i have yeah. six kids i totally believe in parental rights 110 percent parental rights right in the Code of Virginia, we do have parental rights, and we have to follow the code no matter what. Our policy has to follow code. So we already had the beginning part with parental rights. Okay. But in the back end of that policy, which nobody, I guess, got to or was able to comprehend, he brought in the ADA and everything else. And let's, for people who don't know, and America with Disabilities Americans Act. with Disability yeah. Act, which would basically, we have... We do have transgender students in our school. Mm -hmm. We do have transgender students that are actually under doctor's care. So with Yunkin mentioning the ADA, if we have one of our transgender students, and I want all our students to feel welcomed, protected, safe. Mm -hmm. But with a simple doctor's note saying that they were diagnosed with gender dysphoria would allow them to go into the opposite gender. Right bathrooms mm-hmm. locker rooms etc okay and okay so, so he, things he like actually that said also yeah. in the back end of that that our non-transgender students that we would have to send a note home with them to their parents to notify them that there is going to be a transgender student in their private spaces mm-hmm. and give our non-transgender students an option to opt out so we would have to find private spaces then for of our student body and we don't have the facility for that and that would be a nightmare to implement got it got it okay and it would also out that transgender student we would have parents being notified that there's you know a transgender there and this is amherst county and it would be it would be a safety issue for our students for our staff with upset parents coming in Mm -hmm. yeah In our current policy, we give our transgender students a private area because they deserve privacy and respect. Just like all students do. And to feel safe, yes. Right. So what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge for um, the Amherst County School Board moving forward? Moving forward, um, getting all our kids back on track for education. We just have the other new Yunkin program, the All-in-One Virginia, Mm -hmm. um, getting that implemented in our uh, elementary and our middle schools right now trying to do something with their high school students to get them back on track and yeah. caught up you know that three years really did a number on our kids educationally wise yeah but i i think we're on the right track but again every election year we have all these new policies coming in sure. from richmond and i firm i voted down 
Republican policies and Democrat policies. I want Amherst first policies. Mm -hmm. I don't care about Richmond. I care about Amherst and Amherst families and our students. Yeah. If people want to find out more about you, uh, how can they do that? Um, Facebook. Just go to Gingerberg for school board. Or if you go you online. Spell the last name for us because oh, Berg sorry, can be done in a couple ways. Uh, yeah. B-U-R-G. Yeah, not E. Right. And also on there is my cell phone number. If you go to my regular Gingerberg Facebook page, my cell phone number is on there. Mm -hmm. I always have an open door policy for all my parents, even grandparents, um, teachers. I've worked four years cultivating relationships with everyone. I believe I work well with everyone, no matter where they are. Mm -hmm. Okay. So feel free to call me message me email me wave me down <laughs> at the dollar store <laughs> that's right that's right you exactly. mean the dollar 25 store now. yeah exactly <laughs> thanks bidenomics yes. all right uh gingerberg joining us she's uh amherst county school board at large yes and uh, we thank you for stopping by this morning we appreciate it thank you mm -hmm. it is 8 15 here on the morning jam if you'd like to check in on anything we've talked about Maybe a couple of the school board people that we've interviewed. Give us a call, 866-916-3776. Or you can text us on our text line. Janet's over there with her fingers. Oh, I've got I've got some text to read when we come back. Okay. Apparently, my kids weren't the only ones shoving things up their nose. That's all I'm <laughs> oh, saying. Oh, okay. Well, that's 434-248-0704. That would be our text line. We'll be back in just a moment. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. I want to get this uh, correct. It is 819. I'm getting the time correct. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we talked to Ginger during the break there, Janet. And uh, one of the things she forgot to mention was they have an opt-in policy. I think that's what she called it. And concerning certain uh, things for for parents, especially when it comes to well, anything, some really tough subjects. Yeah, uh, anything that's sexually explicit or, right. or things like that. Um, she was telling us off the air that she was the one that created that opt-in right policy because rather than an opt-out, whereas if you miss it, right your kids are automatically going to be, I think that's a good thing. It I think is that good. should be in every school. Yeah, absolutely. Really? I like that. Opt yeah. in. Yeah, it was good. Hey, we heard from Bear. We haven't heard from Bear Gosh, in a while. a long time. I know. Did um, he have something? He stuck up his nose or something? No, or no. One no. of his kids? Or <laughs> no. He's he just was, checking in and say hi? Yeah. Yeah, he was just, he was weighing in on a couple of the stories oh, okay. this morning. And gotcha. I think he's using his voice text more and, uh, and he said, so if, if the texts aren't exactly right, that'd be why. And I just told him that we missed him. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Leia, so we were talking, we were talking earlier mm -hmm. about this, uh, this story that has come out about people going to the ER because they're shoving things 
in their body. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a, an alarming amount of people up their nose, in their ears. It's crazy stuff mm-hmm. uh, that that they've swallowed with children. I would expect it, right? You know, and and we had that. We had we had like a you know a pearl in the ear and a pee up the nose and um, one of the big bearing ball bearings, big one that that got swallowed. I'm just learning something about my wife. Oh, my wife put a pee up her nose three days before. Karen, her older sister's wedding, uh, my <laughs> wife was two at the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So was that a fresh pee or a dried pee? Because I, it was a I dried pee. A dried pee, I mean, that's a big difference. You yeah. know, a fresh pee, you know, that you might could have some luck with that one. Yeah, but. I don't know. I have to, she'll have to update that text message. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, Leah said... Uh, Janet and Mark, y'all should work in a jail sometimes. Talk about things stuck in people's oh, bodies. No, 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 no. The no. end, the end. Thank the you end. for your service, though. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. My daughter, while going to college to be an x-ray technician, oh, gee. had a requirement that each one was to turn in the weirdest x-ray at the end of the year. Okay. Uh <laughs> I'll take a 5D cell police issue mag light for 200, Alex. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. I just, oh, my. Wow. It's crazy. What in the world? I don't know. I don't know. Are you getting that? Lots Do you know what that game, is? Game pieces. A no. 5D mag light? I, no, I don't know what that means. It's a big. D, I'm pretty it's sure big. that's a D battery. Which Holy is cow. the largest battery in five of la, them? La, 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 yeah, la, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, la, la. No, 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 no. Yep. See, I just don't. Another reason, yet another reason why I could not be a nurse. I know. God bless them. Well, because I wouldn't be able to keep my opinions to myself. I'd be like, you know what? Whatever you're feeling right now, you deserve that. So (laughs) you think about this long and hard. She's going to be Mama Janet, the nurse. Yeah. Uh, You know, what? How how did you think? Let's just say, how did you think this was going to end well? That would be my question. to you mm-hmm. but you know nurses are are better at I'll that tell you, they're they're just amazing i just don't have the bedside manner mark right i get it don't have it i get it but yeah lots of game pieces dice apparently dice okay yeah and uh and monopoly game pieces monopoly game okay. pieces battleship game okay, pieces. okay i want to i want to know the worst i don't even want to know about battleship because those guys can get you know two and a half inches long well, this was a race car oh the okay. race car oh the race car okay yeah. i was wondering which monopoly yeah, yeah bit it, it was. was the race car i mean i would think top hat might be yeah. a possibility or one of the hotels but see everybody wanted everybody wanted the race car at yeah. least when we were playing true yeah that was wanted the, to fly around in it yeah that was the most popular i wonder if the least popular monopoly piece is that's which good, one did you not want to have um boy that's uh I'm going to have to look and see what was you available had, because so it's been so long since I... You have the I've, top hat. Yeah. You have the little Scottish Terrier dog. I like the dog, although... It was one of the most popular. Yeah. Um, the least Very favorites, detailed, too. According to a survey, is... All right, so the dog token is the most popular. Right. I never played the one with the T-Rex. Neither did I. Uh, the top hat. Okay. In, in our circles, it was the race car. Uh, the car and the dog, most popular pe- pieces in a 1998 poll. The least favorite were the wheelbarrow, yes. The thimble, the iron. Yeah, see, the thimble was just too... Who wants that? Nobody yeah, wants to I be mean, the thimble. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. There we go. There they all are. Oh my god. Yeah, there they. Oh, the shoe. The iron. Okay. Yeah, the iron. Yeah. That was that was very popular. The Whirlboro. The Whirlboro had a filled with money. Maybe. Yeah, the race car was. Uh, yeah, that was the cool one. That and is then cool. the and then the horse rider. Yeah. I don't think you could shove that up your nose. Maybe. Yeah. Um, huh. According to Ranker, it's the Scottish Terrier, the top hat. Then the race car. I disagree with that. Really? But that's what this says. Okay. Number four, battleship. Uh, number five, the horse and rider. Number six, the train. Forgot about the train. Uh, symbol, the, tra- train the cannon, picture. the shoe. The cannon, The yeah. bag of money. Right. The cat. I don't remember the cat. I don't remember the cat either. Oh, the cat replaced the iron in 2013. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. well, see, I didn't. Yeah, I haven't. You should have replaced the wheelbarrow. That one's way down on the list. And the iron. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. The iron is, I mean, you know, I could see the iron is represents oppression. You know, women, the iron. Okay. The women have, you know, even though my wife is Why like. Why are you assuming a woman? Well, no, because my wife to, does all the ironing at our house. She gets excited like when we get to a hotel. Hey, this room's got an iron. Yeah. She's like excited. <laughs> oh, she liked the iron. Oh, yeah. So, Robin, do you like the shoe or you think that's the least popular one is the shoe? Huh. She She just put the shoe. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, got a uh, text for Marco. Yeah. What's he saying? Said, I'd like to ask the listeners either today or tomorrow, how many of you feel that you're going to go out and vote for a candidate and then uh, in a year that candidate will turn their back on you? Hmm. Or go after their own personal agenda. I'm getting tired of these rhinos. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, they all do it. All of us, all of them do it. It seems for sure. that way, for sure. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll dig into that more tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Robin said she did not want the shoe. <clears throat> okay. That was the one that she absolutely did want to get. I understand the wheelbarrow being low on the list, so I wouldn't want that one either. So there you have it. So if I had a choice of what I could put in there. Yeah. Like what would it, it be? I don't know. Your favorite fruit? Really? Like, or something. I don't or like know. a plate of lasagna See, or something. See, I would put out like a microphone. Everybody would well, want the microphone. microphone. Yeah, well. Or or head, headphones or something. Headphones, okay. All right. That's all radio gear. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, the top 10 most expensive places to live has, I, uh, has I, come Alexandria, out. Virginia has to be one of them, it seems, in my mind. Well, uh, San Diego came told. in number one. Really? Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, the, well, most all of them were California. Miami yeah. was on there. Hmm. So Honolulu was number three. So it was San Diego, Los Angeles, Honolulu, Miami, Santa Barbara, San Francisco, Santa Rosa. Really? Vallejo yeah. and Fairfield. Well, it's because you're taxed yeah. to death in California. New York City, Seattle, Sacramento, Stockton. Good Lord. Okay. So Alexandra didn't even make the list, huh? Um, I don't see. I don't see any. Almost everything is it's just West Coast. Huh? The only, the only one that I say everything is like West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, like I always say, Governor Newsom wants to do for America what he's done for California. Of course, I can't blame him for all the taxes. That's been a growing right. problem over the last several years. They say the thing that they have most in common is a mild and consistent weather. Yeah. 
I did notice that like humidity almost didn't exist out there when it was high 80s, low 90s. Right. So it is nice. What I noticed when I was in um, San Diego Mm -hmm. was if it got down to like below 60, they were wearing parkas. Really? That's what I noticed. Interesting. Which I thought was hysterical. I'm like, y'all, this isn't even cold. What are you doing? But they would they would have they would have parkas on. We have friends that live there, right? In San Diego, is it? Uh, no, I I always wanted to go to San Diego. Oh, okay. And it was it was fine, yeah. but it wasn't all I had hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. But at least I got to mark it off the list. Yeah. You know, I was fine. I don't have a desire to go back out west again. Huh? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know that I'm going to want to travel for a really long time. I mean, you have been. You've been traveling. A few cruises. A few cruises. A couple while. Three or four. Taking my How many did you do this year? Uh, um, Well, this year. See, we got off the boat on the 31st of of December. So that counts. Oh, it does? Yeah, absolutely. on three. Uh Uh-huh. Now, do you have any plan already? Um. Well, there's one in my future, yes. Next year. <laughs> I thought you were I thought it you were saying It involves a class reunion though. But This is See, this is what Mark does. He's like, "It's not really that I want to go on the class reunion, but it's for my aunt's birthday. I know she's not going on the cruise, but it's still for her birthday." Well, she was 100 and they went on a cruise afterwards. She couldn't go. You know why? Because she to, was 100. I was willing to honor her on the yeah, cruise. Yeah, that's ship. what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my, my brother, he's having an anniversary, so I'm going on His a cruise. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty important. You know I've got to give you a hard time. Oh, I know. My wife had this, she follows these cruise pages, okay? And it had a couple, and this whole wall, because if you came into our house and saw the pictures that we've had taken on cruises, you think we're narcissists, because there's <laughs> pictures of us all over the house. Because you got to put them somewhere, you paid for them. She said this, this one I never couple has a one. whole wall of every cruise they've ever been on. And it's a huge wall. But they all look the same. All the photos look the same, except well, you get, you know, you've got the staircase behind you. Yeah. or the. You know. Well, I mean, you know, it's a little different. Okay. Different ship. 49 degrees in Appomattox, 48 in Amherst, 49 in Salem and Roanoke, 49 in Danville and Bedford and in Lynchburg. That was busy. Are we going to have a good, clear forecast tomorrow? I think he said that, right? Yep. Looks like it. No excuses. No. We you can't make any anyway. You got to go and well, you might do still, what you got to do. Might still be a little drowsy from daylight savings time. Oh, my word. You know, AAA reporting. Morgan Dean said uh, shocking statistics say that uh, drivers get a little. because you get an extra hour. Get a little drowsy, not for the drive into work. It's the drive home. Ah. The drive home could be. Uh, could be a challenge for those of you uh, because of the time change. It, it only takes, what does it take you, about a week to two weeks to adjust to whatever? In the spring, it takes it takes me a long time. Right. Um, it does. It just takes a long time. Fall's not and, as and much of a problem. Part though. of it, no, fall's not a problem at all. Okay. For, for me. Mm-hmm. But part of it is our schedule because we get up so right, early. True. And we need to wind down early, mm-hmm. and you can't wind down In daylight early when it's you know it's yeah. like being in Alaska, the right. land of the midnight sun. Right. For those of us who right you know, right yeah because it's it's going to definitely be dark now when we get right. to the bedroom mm-hmm. early. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he says it takes a little while for us to uh, to adjust, and that there are some uh, 
some evenings that will be a little bit drowsy until our bodies adjust. So uh, this is Drowsy Driving Prevention Week. So how appropriate that it would follow Daylight Saving Time. That's probably because it was created mm. as a result. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so sticking true to what we said, if you're going to be a criminal, don't get a neck tattoo or yeah, face yeah, tattoo. Or, or eyebrow tattoo. Right. Uh, deputies in Pulaski County uh, were trying to find a man who had stolen three cars, but apparently they arrested him this morning. Yay! Yeah. Uh, the incident started when the office was alerted of a suspicious vehicle in the Dublin area later mm-hmm. to be stolen discovered to be stolen that was yesterday okay they say another car was stolen in the same area at one point deputies saw that uh vehicle on the road and tried to conduct a traffic stop but the vehicle fled mm. according to officials deputies said the vehicle later crashed in the draper area and the driver continued to flee on foot before another stolen vehicle was reported wow, heading he toward with county it's like a progressive dinner yeah yep yes jeez i wonder if he uh i wonder if his Cars were nicer every time. Uh, he was identified well, as Thomas Matthew. Got to get an upgrade, you know. Yeah, out of Roanoke. I'm going to need a faster car. Right. Yeah. Uh, and was apprehended in Roanoke in an, an update uh, from from this morning. Okay. It, it's always interesting to me um, the the cars that people steal. Yeah, it used to be like the Honda Accord was the most popular stolen car or something. Mm-hmm. Because it kind of blends in mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, yeah. It's it's interesting. I was watching a true crime uh, shocker. I know. I know. Uh, on Warren Jeffs. <laughs> no way. He's the uh, Mormon oh, religious leader. Yeah, he was a, he's a whack, wackadoodle. Such a wackadoodle. Yeah. And, and he went on the run. And he went on the run. How many wives did he take with him? Well, he he took all of his dad's wives. Oh. Um. 79 i think was the final total man that's like you got to have a couple buses for that right exactly but when they arrested him right he was driving a bright red suv <laughs> like a super expensive suv right a cadillac whatever yeah, the big escalade. Cadillac, escalade yeah the big escalade. a bright red santa red <laughs> escalade i don't think you're gonna blend in <laughs> with that Especially with all those females. Well, no, he didn't have any of those with him, oh, at the, which know. is why he was going to all the uh, strip bars. Oh, and, I see. Oh, oh just yeah. look for that. Right. He's probably going to. The bright red, you know, oh, they'll never look for me here. <laughs> it is the most bizarre wow. thing you that have is. ever seen. The story of, of uh, Warren Jeffs, just wackadoodle and a bright red Escalade. <laughs> And blending in. Look at me blending. It's the most wonderful, wonderful time. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, when, when I saw Holy that cow. footage, I was like, is that a bright red-esque? I didn't even know they made them in that color. Right, right. Why would they? <laughs> it's probably custom paint job. I guess. I don't know. Make it the red center color. I mean, everything was just bizarre with him. Yeah. He had all this cash on hand and... It was very strange. It's very weird. And wait, okay, this is Mormon, right? Mm, mm-hmm. What was he going to strip bars? Come on. <laughs> oh, well, but yeah, because he was firmly in that camp of the rules apply to y'all, but they don't apply oh, to me. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, gotcha. I, I can do whatever I want to. Right. And and people still I have followed a red, him, red even after all that came out. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're, not, they're not allowed to 
have you know anything but well that was all fake news yeah was that what it was <laughs> now the yeah. cadillac was real oh, right the right. other stuff was. Strange. oh that wasn't really his vehicle that belonged to somebody else it was very strange so anyway i i'm i'm just amazed at yeah what people will get behind and believe and yep mm-hmm. i mean we're seeing it on college campuses right how could you how could you protest against the jews and be pro hamas when they did those horrific things right i tell you what i saw a uh, and we haven't talked much about to this morning right well we can do that let me yeah. let me mention this about victor david hansen was sure. interviewed by the epic times that is an eye opening interview go to youtube it's Victor David Hansen interviewed by the Epic Times. It's a long form. It's about a 20-minute interview. You will get information there that will you will just go, that makes sense. Hmm. Um, and it's very, very eye-opening about this whole thing with Israel and Hamas and Hezbollah and, and the whole lot of nuances. So if, you're, if you want to follow it and get up to speed, that I would suggest that one. Right. Yeah, probably so. Because they weren't. One of the things he talks about, he talks about all these different things that fell into place, except, Janet, for Israel's reaction. Hamas wasn't thinking. They thought they would be so demoralized because of the horrific things that they did to the Jews right. that they would say, we just can't. Yeah. They didn't bank on the... Waking a sleeping waking giant. Waking a sleeping giant. Yeah. It's, it's very... Which idea. is exactly what happened. So, so what's what's Talib doing? It, you know, it's part of okay. the jihad squad. Well, because they had brought her up for censorship, and everybody's like, "No, no, no, we can't do that." It's so, too harsh. yeah, too harsh. Now there are multiple members of the Democratic Party calling out Talib mm-hmm. after she attempted to justify the pro-Palestinian chant from the river to the sea. She went on Twitter calling it an aspirational call for freedom human rights and peaceful coexistence because she just thinks everybody's stupid and nobody knows what's and and, and many people don't i mean there are probably a lot of people going oh yeah it's like from sea to shining sea oh it must be that one well that's probably mm -hmm." what they think in response to her comments on twitter the stop stop anti-semitism profile mm-hmm. told to that she knows full well what the phrase means it refers to the full erasure of the jewish state right from the jordan river to the mediterranean sea wipe them clean anybody who knows anything about that chant knows that's what they're talking about mm-hmm. they also told the congresswoman this is the hamas battle cry you literally are echoing terrorists Several Republicans came out against the squad member for an attempt to uh, justify the phrase. The Michigan Attorney General called for Tlaib to retract the cruel and hateful hmm. comments. Uh, Tlaib, I have supported and defended you countless times, even when you have said the indefensible, because I believed you to be a good person at heart. Um, this is so hurtful to so many. Retract this cruel and hateful remark. Another dem from Michigan... Elisa Slocan, the only Jewish member of Michigan's congressional delegation, says she has worked to reach out to constituents who are Arab and Muslim who are feeling fear and anguish while also reflecting on their empathy as she approaches the crisis at hand. I ask Tlaib to do the same. 
The phrase from river to the sea is one of the most divisive, violent, counterproductive things to peace. None of us, especially elected leaders, should amplify language that inflames a tense situation, making it harder for our communities to find common ground. Is she going to continue to to get by with this stuff? Because it feels like she is. Right. It it would appear. And, you know, since you're... It it sounds... Yeah, but but it really it's it doesn't nothing. really mean it's barely anything. a slap on the wrist right but you are calling it out at least yeah yeah you're you're making note did you see where axelrod is weighing in on biden oh david david axelrod uh-huh. the the obama he was the brains behind the obama right run i mean he was the choreographer yes they, they you would say yeah um he is suggesting it may be wise for president biden to drop out of the 2024 really race. yes that's that's pretty big news. Mm-hmm. Really, this is him responding to that uh, new poll, which found him losing to President Trump by ten points wow. in five battleground states. Which is not—that's not good. No, it's not. Mm-mm. The uh, New York Times sending a uh, college poll found Trump leading Biden by ten points in Nevada, six points in Georgia, five points in Arizona and Michigan, four points in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Okay, Biden had held a two-point lead. Huh. And he won all six in 2020. The polls prompted Axelrod to ask if it was the in the country's best interest for the president to be the nominee with the risk of Trump defeating him. Right. He said only Joe Biden can make this decision. If he continues to run, he will be the nominee of the Democratic Party. But what he needs to decide is whether that's wise, whether it's in his best interest or the country's. Huh. Axelrod confessed it was late in the game for the Dems to pull forward another candidate, but it was an ominous sign for the party. Right. It's very late to change horses. Yep. A lot will happen in the next year that no one can predict. Mm-hmm. Biden's team says his resolve to run is firm. He's defied before. And uh, he this will send tremors of doubt throughout the party. Not... <laughs> Not bedwetting, but legitimate concern. That was his comment. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. His biggest liability with voters is his age. Mm-hmm. He should be proud of his accomplishment, but it's time to move on. Yeah. It, that is interesting coming from him. Yeah, it very, very much so. That means they're talking amongst themselves at a high level because, you know, he's still connected to Obama in, in some way. 866-916-3776. You're on the morning, Jam. Good morning. Oh, Lester. How y'all doing? Good, Good. Lester. How, How are, are you? Doing pretty. Killing us. A day of jumped up on camp and looked at me. Put out some coin, uh, but okay. I hate Mrs. the pit. He, Lester, you're really breaking yeah, up, buddy. I don't know what's the, going on. We're getting every, every other word. Yeah, if that. Um, can you? Are you in a bad cell area? Okay. Uh, Well, we're glad you called. Yeah, we haven't heard from you in a while. It's breaking up pretty bad. Um, Let's go into break here, and uh, let's you know see Rose can bring us uh, bring us to a a good happy place here before the before the break. It is uh, not easy. I know it's not easy. It's eight forty eight here on the morning jam.
The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. Common Sense Talk Radio. You're listening to Janet and Mark. So uh, we're trying to take a look at the lighter (laughs) side of things, uh, which is difficult when Election Day is tomorrow. Yeah, right. So I thought I would play an ad for the last honest politician. Now, if you've listened to me for any length of time, we've first played this in 2016 when mm-hmm. i was on with larry right because i just think it's so hysterical because it's absolutely true um and this is this is called an honest political ad take a listen honest gill for president hi i'm gill fulbright and the people who bankroll my political career tell me i'm running for president so here i am real hard-working americans are important to me is a tagline I will be using throughout this entire campaign. I may not be qualified to be president, but a dramatic camera angle can make me look like a president. A president with the conviction to nod, the courage to point, and the experience to cram buzzwords into everything I jobs. Ideas, policies, morals. These are things I don't need. What I need is $2 billion. Here's the part where I gloss over important issues. Issues like education and making it uh, good, the economy, and improving it by repeating the word jobs. And blah, 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 something to get votes from women and minorities. I have a five-step plan for making America better. Appeal to special interest billionaires and lobbyists behind closed doors, raise $2 billion, promise you earnestly that it'll be different this time, get elected, break all my promises to you and work tirelessly for the big donors who want my presidency. Anytime I can pull a favor for special interest, it always gives me a huge donor. And at this point in my political career, anytime I can get a donor last longer than four years, well. Every four years, Americans are faced with a critical choice. Clinton or Bush or someone else. Well, I'm Gil Fulbright. With a big enough donor, I can be that someone else. I'm Honest Gil Fulbright, and I approve of whatever my marketing team has put into this message. <laughs> oh, the Chesapeake Bay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a great landfill. <laughs> oh, still here? You must want a political favor. Well, no can do without a donation. <laughs> Click here to chip in. <laughs> so this wow. isn't even the one I thought it was. Right. The, the first one that he did was like, you'll see pictures of me with a suspiciously still family. I'll, I'll do interviews with old people pretending like they don't highly offend me to be around. And wow. it's just, That's, that is classic oh my right gosh. there. That oh, is classic. It's good stuff. It is it's very good stuff. He, uh, and, and I didn't know he had done more than one, but he has. Right. We'll play the other one tomorrow. Right. Just because, you know, no, I'm going to be day. extra cynical tomorrow. Right. So there's that. Um, the Florida oh boy that dialed 911 uh-huh. for a, a deputy... Uh, the deputy responded to a child's call to learn there wasn't an emergency. He just wanted a hug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Body worn footage shows Hillsborough County Sheriff's deputies arriving at the Florida home. Yeah. The boy's mother, who was not aware of the call, was surprised to hear that her son had dialed one nine one one. To be honest, he doesn't even know what nine one one is. She told the deputy. 
the deputy doesn't appear concerned, but he tells the mother he doesn't mind explaining it to him. Uh, once the mother starts questioning her son, the boy explains that he called because he wanted to give the deputy a hug. Huh. The mom searches through her son's phone. The boy steps up on the porch and hugs the deputy. I know your phone number is 911, mm-hmm. he told the deputy. After the deputy explains to the boy that 911 is what it was for, the boy apologizes. Mm. I'm sorry. Before the deputies leave, the boy and the officer give each other a fist bump. It ended very well. I I will say, I went to church with a lady who ran the dispatch in Lynchburg. Yeah, yeah. And one of the deputy's sons went to our church. Mm -hmm. And he was at that age where they would make, you know, phone calls and she just happened to answer the phone hmm. and connor had called what had called in and so part of the way through the phone call she goes connor lee is that you oh, are you calling he's like yeah <laughs> yeah it is so he completely got busted wow in the in the middle of the of the phone call see uh, you know where i thought this was she going. did not give him a hug well while you know the officer was there mm-hmm. little johnny said and mommy needs a husband no, <laughs> no. Wait, that's a Hallmark movie. That is a Hallmark movie, one that I'm sure you've probably watched. Just in time for Christmas. Have you watched your first one I have yet? not. I, I almost did. I almost did. I, I was clicking by, yeah. and, and I was tempted, but it had already started like 30 minutes before. So. Well, yeah, and the thing about Hallmark movies I mean, you've got to be there for you, the beginning, you so gotta you, pay you attention. understand the plot. Exactly. That's right, because it's not like they all end the same. Right. And they all begin the same. Right. Big city girl. Forced to go to a small town, falls in love with a baker. Right, I know. <laughs> oh, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to live here. And then they all live happily ever after. That's right. <laughs> Until next season. That's right. <laughs> uh, a diver who spotted something metallic not far from the Sardinia coast has led to the discovery of tens of thousands of ancient bronze coins. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. The uh, Italy's cultural ministry said that the diver alerted authorities who sent divers assigned to an art protection squad along with others how about that the coins dated from the first half of the fourth century neat were found in seagrass how about that the ministry did not say exactly when the first diver caught a glimpse of something metallic isn't that crazy that that hadn't been found before then yeah 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 it hasn't been determined how many have been retrieved. The ministry statement estimated there are at least 30,000, possibly as many as 50,000. Wow. What is that going to War- be worth? I was going to say the worth. I wonder what it is worth. And and how well done for them not just yeah. getting it themselves. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the value is. And they had to, I guess, stamp those. I don't even know how they... Made they made those back, back, back in the day. It was a lot yeah. more work. Coins were mainly found in a wide area of sand between the underwater sea gra- grass and the beach. Given the location, there could be the remains of a ship wreckage nearby. Yeah. Huh. That's it's man, pretty cool. Alive. That goes back a long, pretty long neat. Time. I wonder if they'll at least get a reward. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> mm. All right, guys, have a great one. We'll be back for election day tomorrow. Yep. Make today awesome. We'll see you then.